Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Tonight, our peers have organized censored teachers' vote to join half a million workers in the biggest day of industrial action for a generation. But after years of COVID hell, are the unions now using children as bargaining chips? I'll talk live to the union boss planning to shut down schools. A more tragedy in Ukraine as three members of the government die in a helicopter crash. Almost a year into this war, how and when will the suffering end? I'll ask America's former CIA chief, Leon Panetta. And Madonna announces a new world tour with her most gruesome, revolting, attention-seeking video ever, and the bar was very high for that title. Is she blazing a trail for growing old with grammar gracefully? Or as I think she is, is she just an old hot mess? We'll debate that later. Live from London, this is Piers Morgan Uncensored. Good evening from London and welcome to Piers Morgan Uncensored. Britain's winter of discontent in 1979 was defined by mass industrial action, soaring inflation, freezing temperatures and a chaotic government gasping its last breaths. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Nurses are striking again today. Next week is train drivers again, airport staff again, civil servants again. Half a million workers will walk out on Wednesday. It's the biggest day of coordinated strikes since that miserable winter of 1979. And this time they'll be joined on the picket lines by teachers. 23,000 schools may be forced to close. That will mean inevitable chaos for millions of parents, who don't forget are facing the exact same wage squeeze and soaring bills as the teachers. Now they'll be forced to stay at home, miss work, and heat their homes at vast expense in some cases. This is the current Education Secretary, Gillian Keegan. We do need to keep teachers and children in school. And I will work with, you know, you don't need to strike to get my attention. I will meet with people, I'll be as constructive as possible. But we do need to be fair. And, and the, the number one thing we need to do is tackle inflation. I've said that to you before, there's no point. What we need to do is halve inflation. That's obviously what, what uh, we've, we've said we'll do. Um, and go be further beyond, be, you know, more than that. Sounds like a load of old waffle to me. Part of the problem is they don't know whose attention they need to get. She's the fifth education secretary in a year. This just doesn't feel like a government that's taking education seriously, but clearly neither of the unions. Today they said striking teachers shouldn't even bother to provide online lessons for the children stuck at home. And so while parents will be hit by the literal cost of a strike, the real burden will fall again on the children. The COVID lockdowns were devastating for kids. We know that. They were the least at risk from the virus that transpired, but they paid arguably the highest price. Now, just as they begin to recover, and many of them way behind where they should be in their education, they're being used as a bargaining chip in a political game. I understand that teachers feel messed around. I also understand that they play an indispensable role in society. Few things are more important than children's education. 
That's precisely why these strikes, to me, feel selfish and wrong. Well, joining me now, Talk TV political editor Kate McCann, the Times political sketch writer Quentin Letts and Daily Mirror associate editor Kevin Maguire and Kevin Courtney, the Joint General Secretary of the National Education Union. Well, Kevin Courtney, thank you for joining me. Um, so, look, you represent a large number of teachers in this country. More than 300,000 uh, of your members were asked to vote, but only 54% of them actually voted. Why, why did the other 46 not vote? It was the biggest union ballot result since the government changed the law on those thresholds in 2016. There would have been more votes if we were allowed to conduct our votes electronically, like we know is safe and possible. There would have been more votes if we could have voted at work. But this is an overwhelming result, Piers. And since we announced the result, about 10,000 more people have joined the union. There's a lot of support amongst teachers in the classroom for the action that we're proposing. Yeah, but I'm just, here's and what I'm struggling to get my head around. I don't understand. Education okay, look, here's down. my point, really. When I saw those, those numbers, I just thought to myself, well, if, if the situation is that dire in schools and amongst teachers, if it's that awful, if it's so, so bad, why did 46% of teachers not even bother to vote? Well, it is bad. One in eight leave in their first year of teaching. One in eight maths lessons are being taught by somebody who isn't qualified in maths. A quarter of physics lessons are being taught by somebody who hasn't got a degree or a postgraduate qualification in physics. So it is bad. And the result that we've scored is the biggest ballot result of any union since the laws were changed. And that's what you've got to get your head around, Piers. 10,000 people have joined our union since we made the announcement. The action will be very popular and popular amongst those uh, uh, members who want us to want to see us making a stand. Well, the action will be popular amongst those. Well, OK, but look, education the, the action to will... Us... Yeah, the strikes will be popular amongst your members who voted to strike. But let's be clear, that is not every teacher, clearly, by the numbers that I've just expressed. And I'm also, you know, I've got to say this, I've got a lot of sympathy for teachers, and I'm sure, like all public sector workers, they feel aggrieved about their financial situation because inflation is raging so high. But if you take average pay across the public yeah. sector, teachers aren't doing that badly comparative to ambulance workers, rail travel assistants, nurses. Teachers come in about £38,982 on average. And they did get a pay rise last year between 5 and 8%. So when it comes to dishing out very valuable pounds to people in the public sector, I've got to say, I don't think teachers, for those reasons, would be top of my list or even in the middle of the list. They'd be, frankly, compared to nurses and other more deserving cases they'd be nearer the bottom. Explain to me why I'm wrong. Well, the Institute for Fiscal Studies issued a report last week looking at the relative pay of teachers, and, and they said that teacher pay had declined by 13% since 2010, whereas average pay in the economy had gone up by 2%. And they pointed to that relative decline of teacher pay as a fundamental explanation of why it is so difficult to get people to come into the job and why we're not holding people in the job. So when you say, Piers, that other people are more deserving, I, I want you to think about the fact that we don't have special needs assistance for children with special needs because they're getting jobs that are 
paid better in, in supermarkets. I want you to think about the fact that we don't have qualified maths teachers in many classes up and down, up and around the country. I want you to think about the fact that we haven't got DT teachers, design and technology, or computing teachers. And I also want you to think about the fact that some people who are wealthy enough can get can escape that problem by going to private schools or by getting okay, private but I, tutors okay, for their children. I hear you. But I hear most you. families in I hear the you. country Listen, can't like I said, do I'm that. Not, I'm not unsympathetic to teachers uh, at all. I value good teachers. But I also want you to, to hear and to understand what many parents say to me, which is through the pandemic, their kids regressed. They just weren't getting proper education in many cases. They weren't getting the online education that was promised to them. Their kids often didn't get anything. So they feel aggrieved about the lack of care and attention their kids have had academically and educationally in the last three years. The very last thing that they want, these parents, is to now go back to a situation of mini lockdown again, where the kids get told to stay at home. And again, cannot get the education they desperately need just to catch up from where they've been left behind by the pandemic. Well, I absolutely agree with you. We do not want to disrupt education. We want the government instead to come to a settlement with us. But it's my experience that Gillian Keegan actually doesn't talk and doesn't listen until there is a threat of industrial action. And so I think the threat of industrial action is really important in getting the government to concentrate on the crisis in our schools and thinking through that they have to put it right, just like the industrial action by the nurses and the ambulance workers is making them concentrate on the crisis in our National Health Service and the, and the need that, that they have to put that right. All right. Well, listen, I appreciate you joining me, Kevin Courtney, and I hope you come to a resolution before the strikes. That's what the country wants. Your parents have suffered enough. The kids have certainly suffered enough. But I appreciate you joining the show. Thank you. All right. Normally, you have a two-way there where they go, thank you. But really not in that case. <laughs> we waited and we waited and we waited, but hasn't nothing been, came. Hasn't been properly taught. He'd been immobilised by the power of my rhetoric. Uh, I, saw you, I saw you two basically grimacing and shaking your heads. Oh, spare okay, us. Well, let me start... OK, Quentin, start with you. Well, he says we don't want to disrupt education. It's, you know, it, it, they plainly do because they're choosing to go on strike. So the mm. palpable lie... Sorry, untruth. Um, teachers are reasonably well-paid... They are paid more than most of the parents. And got a good pay rise last year, comparative and to many in the public sector. You didn't mention their pensions. Mm. Fantastic pensions. Mm. Uh, they get. They don't have to work all year because they get long holidays. Free grub at the in the in the dining room and cheapers. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, that one's heart goes out to some parts of the public sector, but not to teachers. Indolent. That pension. instinctively, that's my problem here, Kate. Is I, d I just think there are more deserving people, not least the nurses, who've not had the kind of average pay, not had the kind of recent pay rise of the teachers. I don't think public sympathy is going to be there in the same numbers for teachers as it has been for nurses. Well, it isn't. Polling shows that it isn't. Although I think it's fair to say that people don't necessarily accept the government's argument that they are operating within a closed window of money. Mm. They think that the government could potentially offer more. But I think some of the points that were made there about Gillian Keegan, I mean, the... the, the those talks between the unions and the Secretary of State have actually been relatively good. In fact, one of the first things that Gillian Keegan did when she came into office was give teachers the £2 billion that they had asked for. Now, that's what the government is saying is one of the reasons why they don't want to talk about pay, because they did revise their pay offer for 22, uh, 2022, and then they 
gave the additional cash that was asked for. I think the problem really is nurses, and I know it's something that, that we are going to come on to talk about, but that's the real sticking point where the government's argument, I think, for many people doesn't stack up about the cash. Kevin, you obviously want to give all of them everything they're asking for because you're a good union boy to your militant bootstraps. No. But is there, even in your eyes, a a ranking of priorities here? Yeah. And where do teachers fall on it? Yeah, but Piers, you can see why they want uh, to try and restore their pay. When he's right, the Institute of Fiscal mm. Studies is incredibly respected. Their pay is down between 10 and 13% in real yeah, terms. But when it, yeah, to 20. But nurses, when it, are, nurses are down about 10%. But if, when inflation is you, raging at over 10%, if, what can any government yeah, do? You can't give them all enough to cover inflation. In, inflation raging is why your living standards are, are falling. And mm. an increase for, for teachers isn't in directly inflationary because you don't put up the price of education because we don't charge for it for the 93% who use state schools. If you take the Oliver Twist approach with his government and you go, please, mm. sir, may I have some more, you'll get very thin gruel. And he's right, and it's, it's unfortunate... That if you ballot and you take industrial action and you cause disruption, you will get greater attention. The rail unions are getting higher offers, finally, and some of the strings that the government were attached are being cut. So there may be mm. a deal there. You say, rank them? Yeah, nurses. I can, I can see why nurses would be the top of the tree. Mm. Most of them earn less than £31,000. Their pay is down about 10% since uh, 2010. I can see why there is most sympathy for them. But let's not, let's not forget, there will be huge sympathy for teachers, because they communicate with parents all the time, and Gillian Keegan, look, she talks to them, but she's not negotiating with them. Well, we I don't think, I don't think she, she's not allowed I don't, to. I don't think she wore a £10,000 Rolex watch the last time she saw no. them, as she did previously. So, yeah, she can, she can smile at them and be nice, and it can be all polite back, and it can all be convivial, okay. but I can't see an end to this. We're going to keep you guys, obviously, for the rest of the show, but just quickly, Madonna, <laughs> in my opinion, hot mess should be put out to pasture. Your view? Kath, I love the way she's growing old, disgracefully. Really? She's, she's 64, or most of her is. And, if it and was, I, I like if the it, way she's carrying on. if it on. was your mother or grandmother? Well, that would be different. Or great-grandmother? Uh, actually, it'd be biologically impossible. Oh, great-grandmother, all right, then. <laughs> <laughs> OK, are you a Madonna fan? I mean, I don't have as strong a views as you. I like to watch <laughs> you have views on Madonna. That's I've got very strong views on You have very strong views on Madonna. I don't really have it. I don't... I no. mean, can I do what she wants? She's the new Vera Lynn. She is as what? old now. <laughs> she's as old now... As Vera Lynn was when we were uh, youngsters yes. in the 1980s. But Vera Lynn, had, ancient. Vera Lynn had grace and dignity. Yeah, Madonna all, has no, nothing. All I'm she, just trying to say is I think she's, she's, had, she's had a day. She's a great performer. Come yeah. on, Piers. She, she used to be. She's she, she used to be, but it's embarrassing. The, the, the whole trying to be a sex kitten thing when you're in your mid-60s. Let's have a look at some of her greatest hits. <laughs> My idea of her greatest hits. Have we got it? No, no, not the actual greatest hits. I mean the video mashup of her excruciating moments. Have we got that? Here we go. They're saying, fill it out, Piers. We weren't expecting it. Can't surprise them in the gallery. You could dance. I'll bet her off. Amy Schumer. Oh. Truth or dare? Dare. I want you to show me, with this spread, how you lick your husband's... What? I mean... I dare you mm -hmm. to do a world tour and play your greatest uh, hits. That's a lot of songs. It's a lot of songs. A... You think people would come to that show? I'll be there. <laughs> well, I'll be there. Okay, so the answer is yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, song, very little renders me speechless, I can tell you, but that, that does.
And we'll have more of Madonna's... Well, her recent catalogue in recent years of unbelievably cringe-making things. That is by far the worst. Um, but anyway, she's... I'll just show you one picture which, like, sums up my view. It's this one. No, it's the one... Have you got the one of her lying under the bed? That one. That, there we are. That, now, that, to me... That My headline would be rock bottom... And that's uh, yeah. it. She dropped her false teeth under the bed. Happens <laughs> <laughs> to us all. Absolutely <laughs> grinch-making. Uh, all right, we're going to talk about Madonna later on the show, but after the break, we're going to talk to Leon Panetta about what's happening in Ukraine. He couldn't get many more credible people than him, former CIA director, about what is happening now. What can they do, the Ukrainians? What can we do to help them? And what is Putin planning? We keep being told he's planning some massive new offensive. What do we do about it? Talk to Leon Panetta after the break. Welcome back. Uh, Ukraine is grieving again tonight after three senior members of its government died in a helicopter crash almost a year into a war that Vladimir Putin thought would be over in days. And that's a credit to both Ukraine's resolve and to the West's support. But there's no end in sight and the casualties tragically continue to mount. So how and when does it end? Well, I've still got my pack with me, but I'm also joined, I'm glad to say, by Leon Panetta, the former director of the CIA and former defence secretary in America. Mr Panetta, thank you very much indeed for joining me again on the show. We appreciate it. Um, we talked before about Ukraine. I saw that President Zelensky was at Davos, uh, giving a, well, he was talking to the people at Davos, saying this, this has to end. But how do you see this ending? Well, I think it's very important uh, at a critical point in this war, and it is a critical point, uh, because uh, what appears to be a stalemate right now on the ground, uh, in many ways I'm concerned that it may favor uh, the Russians uh, and the aggressor. Uh, it'll allow them to dig in, to reinforce, and to prepare for an offensive. So I think it's very important now for the Allies to provide uh, the weapons that are essential to the Ukrainians, uh, heavy tanks, missiles, air defense, all of that ought to be provided now uh, in, a, uh, in an effort to try to give them the ability to get the edge on an offensive against the Russians. Uh, this cannot be allowed just simply to drag on. Uh, that's, not going to, that's not going to help uh, either party, very frankly, uh, in terms of trying to achieve uh, some kind of ending to this war. Britain is sending 12 tanks, we know. Others will be doing the same. I mean, there's a very fine line, isn't there, between supporting Ukraine in this manner and actively engaging in this war. Is it a line that the Russians may deliberately blur? Are they trying to indicate now that they may widen the war if the West continues to support Ukraine in a more direct manner? You know, for, for a year, uh, Russia has threatened all kinds of consequences. Uh, that's the way they behave. That's the way Putin behaves. Uh, and frankly, we've gone ahead, regardless of those threats, and provided the weapons and provided the support that uh, is essential to the Ukrainians. And I think we have to continue to do that. Uh, look, the fundamental issue is that we are fighting uh, by supporting Ukraine and the Ukrainians who are fighting this war, uh, it's one of the most important wars of the 21st century, because in many ways, the outcome of this war will tell us a great deal about what ultimately happens to democracies in the 21st century. So we have a lot riding 
on making sure that Ukraine is successful in this war. There was a hideous uh, attack uh, a few days ago in Dnipro on a residential block with uh, gruesome videos. I want to play a little bit of one just to indicate the horror of what is actually happening on the ground there. I mean, this is in the middle of a sovereign democratic country's city and over 40 people were killed in an attack on a residential building. I mean, Mr Panetta, when you see something like that, what are we seeing here? Are these just war crimes? I think what we're seeing is uh, the Russians very clearly indicating that uh, they're not winning this war. And as a result, they're going after innocent men, women and children uh, and conducting these kinds of horrific attacks against uh, innocent individuals. Uh, for me, it's a reflection that Russia is not winning but losing this war. Uh, and I think as a result of that, the allies really do have to come together and make clear that we are not going to continue to allow Russia uh, to do this. So we need tanks, we need air defense systems, we need longer range missiles in order to make sure that Russia, uh, their will to continue to fight is broken. Russia's trying to hope that somehow the will of the West may break. We have to basically provide the support system to the Ukrainians to break the will of the Russians. Yeah, I completely agree. There are two more things I wanted to just uh, to get your perspective on. Uh, one is Prince Harry, the Duke of Sussex, has run into trouble diplomatically now in this country from his base in America with this book he's written in which he talked about killing 25 Taliban in Afghanistan. And he described in a, what people have accused him of being of dehumanising the enemy by describing them as chess pieces, not human beings, to be removed from a board. And it sparked a, a reaction, predictable reaction from the Taliban uh, exploiting what he said, but it also has now uh, inspired a reaction from Iran, who executed a, a British Iranian on uh, trumped-up suggestions he was a spy, and have issued a statement off the back of what Harry said in return for the criticism about the execution to say the British regime, whose royal family member sees the killing of 25 innocent people as removal of chess pieces and has no regrets over the issue, and those who turn a blind eye to this war crime are in no position to preach others on human rights. What's, what's your view about that? Was Harry very misguided to put into a book that sold as many as it has done an exact number of Taliban he killed and to describe them as chess pieces? Well, Piers, based on, based on my experience, uh, uh, both uh, in the military and as uh, Secretary of Defense, I have to tell you that uh, the strongest warriors I knew in battle were those who focused on the mission uh, and not uh, how many uh, individuals on the other side that they killed. They focused on whether or not the mission was accomplished. Uh, and I think uh, Prince Harry would have done better to focus on the missions that he was involved with rather than uh, counting the number of dead. So I, I, I think in this situation, uh, obviously 
Iran is, is not a country uh, with a strong human rights record. So whatever they say, I think uh, uh, we're not to really pay a lot of attention to. But I do think that he could have handled this better as a soldier. Would it be sensible, albeit he's already said this, but would it be sensible for future editions of the book, because they're reprinting as we speak, uh, and given the volume that it's selling, would it be sensible for him to maybe issue a statement to calm things down, to express some regret over putting a number to his, his Taliban kill uh, tally and to call them chess pieces and to actually remove that part from the book? Yeah, you know, I, I, I think that when you, you start to detail how many have been killed, then in some ways that becomes the issue. And, and what I'm offended by, frankly, is the distortion mm. of focusing on numbers of killed rather than the mission that he was involved with, which I think was a, was a strong mission, an important mission to go after the Taliban and those who were involved in the attack on 9-11. This, this was an important mission, and that's what ought to be focused on. So if in some way he could kind of rewrite this or, or include the missions that he was involved in without referring to the number of people that were killed, I think that would frankly represent a fairer description of what he was involved with in his service. I, I, look, he, he, I, I'm sure he performed well. I'm sure he did his service to his country. Uh, and I think that's important. But I think saying uh, the number of people that were killed, frankly, detracts both from the mission and from the service that he provided. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and finally, a uh, big story has been brewing in America in the last few days about President Biden and classified documents that are being found at his home. Obviously, we had this with President Trump, an ongoing investigation into that. You were obviously uh, worked under the Obama-Biden administration. What is your view of this? I mean, is there any qualitative difference between the two presidents here and how they've mishandled classified documents and what should happen to uh, President Biden? Well, there is a concern here. Uh, when you're dealing with classified documents, uh, the reality is that uh, these documents require that they be handled carefully, that they be logged in and that they be secure. Uh, and for whatever reason, that did not happen. It didn't happen uh, with uh, President Trump uh, in a very reckless way, frankly, in terms of the numbers of the documents that are involved here. Uh, and to the same extent, uh, you know, uh, President Biden uh, made a mistake here. Uh, and uh, there was a mistake either on his part or on the staff's part for not being able to secure those documents. So I think the appointment of a special consul in both cases is appropriate. We need to find out what happened. Uh, we need to make sure that uh, it never happens again. Uh, and so it, it, is, it does detract from, uh, frankly, uh, you know, President Biden's effort to try to uh, say that uh, what President Trump did was wrong. Uh, the fact is what he did is not correct either. So both are going to have to face the consequences for the way they mishandled classified documents. Leo Panetta, it's always great to have you on the program because you always answer questions honestly and directly, and I really appreciate it. It's a rarity in public life these days. So please come back again soon. I appreciate it. Thank you, Pierce. Good to talk to you. All the best. We're going to 
get a reaction to that from my pack after the break. I'm going to talk about Madonna and this new world tour. You know my views. One crinkly hot mess. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, we'll come to the slow-moving train wreck of Madonna in a moment. I want to get the PAX reaction, first of all, to the Leon Panetta. Very interesting interview, uh, Kate, because... What I, like I said to him, he gives a straight answer yeah. to a straight question. I mean, on both things, he will have made news, I think, both the, the criticism of Joe Biden, and we used to work, obviously, under. But I'll start, first of all, with this Prince Harry situation, mm. where a lot of our enemies are now using his words to try and play moral equivalence with their own disregard for human life. Mm-hmm. And it's because he showed himself in the book a disregard for human life in both naming the tally and probably more pertinently, calling them chess pieces, not human beings. How does this play out, do you think? Because at the moment, it's a a growing international row, isn't it? I wonder if there has already been some discussion behind closed doors about what to do about that particular part of the book because of the reaction Mm. to it. I mean, it would obviously be a significant climb down, and I imagine that he probably wouldn't want to go there to have to remove something from the book as written. But, I mean, those comments to you were completely clear. It would be good to articulate the wider mission, to set it in Mm. context. I mean, I think there is context in the book. There Mm. is more context than just the number. There is, but what he was very disingenuous about, Quentin, was, as he always does, he immediately passed the buck for any blame from himself and what he'd said, putting the the figure in there, calling them chess pieces. It all became an an ugly, evil plot by the vile British press, who once again misconstrued what he meant. And he slags off the press for making mistakes and saying they should always retract and say sorry, and yet he never does the same thing. Mm. We've just heard a respected statesman, uh, retired statesman of of, of American politics, Mm. basically saying that Prince Harry is a galumphing idiot. And um, uh, uh, worse than that, he's completely out of his depth and these are important uh, issues. And the Americans are horrified to see anyone giving the Iranians any excuse to misbehave. And you know what's interesting, uh, Kevin, is is they've been relying, I think, or they they think they know they burned their bridges in this country, these two. They're living in California. They've been playing the whole media circuit out there in America. But a new poll in Newsweek uh, showing massively falling approval ratings for both Prince Harry and Meghan Markle in America. I mean, the numbers are really quite startling. 
Uh, Harry was liked by 31% and disliked by 38%, which is way down mm. on even December, so just before the book came out. Meghan Markle, the same. Both showing a lot of negativity now in the country where they need to be popular. Yeah, well, I think the royal family is more, more popular than they are, which will probably come a, a shock to them, but it will hurt them more mm. what happens in the US than here. And they can, mm. you can slag off and machine gun the, the press and the media here. But when you have a former US Defence Secretary in your new home yeah. uh, saying, look, I mean, he effectively court-martialed him and found him guilty yes, he of, of being absolutely... Yeah, fair. I was quite surprised how far he went. I think it's too late to take the figure out, actually. He's not going to take it out, because it'll be such a climb out, but the damage, the damage is done. Although, yeah. personally, I quite like his account of what war is like, just as we saw the video, the video mm. of what happened in Ukraine. But here's the difference. Kill, like, killing the Taliban was a dirty Yeah, business. but here's the thing, Kevin. You won't meet anyone in the military, honestly, that does that in public. You know, my brother's a just recently retired army colonel, my brother-in-law, army colonel. They just don't talk... They've both nope. served in Afghanistan and Iraq... They just don't talk like that and way. And his friends have said the same. Yeah. It's something that you just don't do. You just it's, don't it's... do it in public. You just don't. And, and you certainly don't do it in order to earn millions of dollars. Right. Well, that's... I think that's, that's the point, isn't it? Grotesque. That's true. Well, yeah. he, didn't do it for, he didn't do it for the public good. He did it No, he did it for his own bank balance. Uh, we're going to come to Madonna now. I've been teasing this all show. She, of course, was a big pop star back in the 80s. I went to see her at Wembley Stadium, actually, in the holiday tour, and she was fantastic. But then that was about 40 years ago. And neither of us have aged particularly well. I would argue I've aged slightly better than Madonna. Uh, <laughs> but uh, in recent years, is this auto cue going to move or am I going to have to make it up as I go along? I don't mind. Uh, she's, oh, she's lost the plot. Let's take a look at the plot. Music. In this room, all bets are off. Amy Schumer. Oh. Truth or dare? Dare. Ooh. I want you to show me with this spread how you lick your husband's. What? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can't take any more of it, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, watching someone in their 60s behaving like that. We've got this other little hit and miss. Yeah, these are some of her greatest hits. Yeah, one under the bed, <laughs> rock bottom. And so on. Just general... This has been basically what she's been putting out now for several years. And I'm sorry, it's just... There's got to be an end to this, hasn't there? Absolutely, I can't. Oh my God! <laughs> oh, dear, oh dear. Gone to the dogs, quite literally there with the old dog bowl. All right, I think we'll spare the viewers any more of this. Uh, but joining me now is music manager Louis Walsh and podcast host Leia Hailburn. Um, let me talk to both of you. Uh, first of all, you, Louis Walsh, you want to defend the indefensible? Come on, mate. It's all over, isn't it, for Madonna? It's embarrassing. It's not all over, Piers. No way. She's, her tour is going to sell out. You just watch. They'll be adding extra dates in every city. This is the greatest hits tour. I, I will go and see her. Absolutely. She's iconic. She's one of our biggest pop stars ever. You just don't like her. No, no, it's not that. <laughs> Actually, I don't even care. I don't need to like singers to enjoy them I, at all. In fact, quite the opposite. I don't need to like any artist to enjoy them. But in her case, I find her behaviour for a woman in her 60s just utterly embarrassing. I mean, if that was my mother or well, grandmother or something, you'd be, like, cringing. Piers, you're doing exactly what she wants you to do. You're talking about her. She's controversial. She's always in the news. She's her own best PR person. And listen, this tour is going to be massive, whether you like her or not. 
Well, I don't doubt it'll be a success. A bit like Prince Harry's book. I don't doubt it'll be successful. It's just unbelievably yeah, distasteful. Let me bring Prince in Leia. Leia, book. I'm right, Hans. I mean, you're a, you're a young woman. I mean, is this how you'd like to be in your 60s? Absolutely not. I think the whole thing is really bizarre. I don't know why we're celebrating this. She looks like she has potentially a mental health problem. Um, I'm not sure why she's unable to just get old gracefully. Her face looks deformed, unfortunately. And I don't know why we're celebrating this. We live in a time where people talk about body positivity, but she's unable to just accept herself and grow old gracefully. The video was incredibly crass. And I think the whole thing is part of a much wider, again, political feminist statement to say women can go on for years being sexualized and doing whatever they want. And, you know, the society is going to love them for it. And it's not true. I don't really understand why she's not spending this time in, you know, her later years, she's mid 60s now, with her kids, with her grandkids, maybe teaching them everything she's learned in the music business or in life over the last decade. I totally agree. I mean, Louis, Louis, I'm not being funny, but imagine being one of her kids, right? Just the sheer volume of embarrassing stuff that your mother posts on Instagram and whatever. And you just, I mean, it's so that's embarrassing for them. Imagine being at school, having to deal with that. There's, that's her job. She is the queen of pop. She has millions of followers all around the world. They're all going to buy her tickets. This is going to be one of the biggest tours of the year. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I know she's not in, in a great place physically because the last time she was touring, I was in Miami. I was in the queue outside and she cancelled the gig because she wasn't in a good place. Right. But I would go and see her again. This is like a greatest hits tour of hers. Why can't, I think you should and, Why can't she go and do the equivalent of a pipe and slippers? Just go and, you know, put on a lot of clothing, no. go and sit in a rocking chair and just do the old hits from a chair. No. No, she could go to Vegas and do it simple. She's gone all around the world. This is going to be massive, Pierce. It's going to be controversial, yeah. but she's a great performer. She's a great singer. You're not her target audience, let's be honest. Well, no, because She's I, gonna do really I believe well. I, I'm not her target audience. Leia, final word to you. I mean, will you go and watch this show? I definitely am not going to go watch it. I see no difference between what she's doing, showing her body off to the entire world in the most um, disgusting fashion, to mothers on OnlyFans and how their kids feel in school. Totally it's so agree. inappropriate, um, and I, I think it's quite disgusting. All grandmothers on OnlyFans. I, I think we could raise the bar. <laughs> exactly. Uh, listen, Louis, I appreciate your efforts to defend the indefensible, but I'm not buying it. Uh, Leia, thank you. Okay. you. You spoke common sense on the matter. Uh, unfortunately, it will be a smash hit this tour and people will go, but then people well. like to look at car crashes on the motorway. Uh, good to talk <laughs> to you both. Thank you very much indeed. Coming next, the most watched woman on cable news in America, Laura Ingram, will be here to give her take on President Biden's classified documents drama and what it might mean for Donald Trump's chances of returning to the White House. Welcome back to Piers Morgan Uncensored. US Democrats are scrambling to minimise the fallout from a discovery of classified documents of President Biden's home and former office. Leon Panetta, the former CIA chief, told me earlier that Biden had made a mistake. So will it harm Biden's re-election plans and does it get Trump off the hook? Well, joining me now is the most watched woman in cable news in America, Fox News host and superstar Laura Ingram. Laura, your debut on Piers Morgan Uncensored. I can't think of anybody oh, better to be so on the show be than someone as uncensored as you. <laughs> Thank you. It's great to be here. Two quick questions before we get to the classified documents. Um, two people we've been talking about in the show so far. Prince Harry. What is your view of these two, Harry and Meghan? Because apparently their approval rating's plummeting now in America, according to a Newsweek poll out today. 
Well, you know, I always uh, use my 17-year-old daughter as a good barometer for what she thinks of, you know, the celebrity set. And I asked her, I said, Maria, you know, what do you think? You've been reading all this stuff about Harry and Meghan. And she, my daughter said, well, Meghan's really pretty. You know, I like her clothes. But he seems like a real wuss. <laughs> that's a 17-year-old's opinion of what is going on here. And I think that kind of sums it up for a lot of people. I mean, it seems that the Queen, when she passed on, it brought back, I think, everything that you know, we love about tradition mm. and respect and duty, service to country, service to nation. And she really epitomized that. And that was such a wonderful tribute and send off to her, uh, almost an era gone by. And he is kind of representing almost 180 degree opposite, at least in this period. I'm not yeah. talking about when he was in the military or any of that. But in this period, a lack of gratitude, a lack of uh, concern for uh, his family. I, I, I like the people who kind of keep it inside the family. You yeah, want to complain, agree. complain to your family. Totally yeah, agree. Complain within the walls of the family. Otherwise, lose the title and go oh, on your I completely agree. If you don't like it, give up the titles and just be the new Kardashians. It's fine. Um, talking of keeping things inside, Madonna, new world tour. Uh, I have a view. It's not a very favourable view. Uh, I think she's a crinkly hot mess. Your take? Well, I'm glad you're bringing me on to talk about the issues that I spend my time focused on. <laughs> Piers, <laughs> this is why I love you. You never know what you're going to get on this show. Okay, well, I, I was in college when Material Girl was the big hit, right? Mm. So we'd be dancing the fraternities at Dartmouth. It was a blast, you know. It was that era, and it was a fun kind of iconoclastic era. Well, I hate to break the news to Madonna, but that era is over. Yes. And it, there's, no, there's no amount of kind of physical transformation. That's her, that's her business, whatever she wants to do with that. But at, at some point, like, you, we all have to kind of realize we're not 25 anymore. We're not 35. We're mm. not 45. Kind of act your age. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. But I think everyone from, from Tina Turner, Turner to... Uh, you know, Aretha Franklin, they understood yeah. how, to, how to progress with age and be really cool and classy. You know, uh, you know Donna Summers, like all the great uh, recording artists were able to do that. And I think it's maybe a little bit difficult for some people, but at some point it becomes a little bit embarrassing. I and completely I agree. We've, we've right, let's get to, into let's that get to why you thought you were on Piers Morgan on Census tonight, which is the... <laughs> <laughs> I'd I like to jump in, because you're always so good off the cuff anyway, I can ask you anything. But this issue yeah. of the classified documents, two things about it. Leon Panetta, to my surprise, just now said this. Let's play a little clip. It does detract from, uh, frankly, uh, you know, President Biden's effort to try to... Uh, say that uh, what President Trump did was wrong. Uh, the fact is what he did is not correct either. So both are going to have to face the consequences for the way they mishandled classified documents. I mean, interesting from Panetta there, I thought, given that he worked, of course, on the administration, uh, Biden uh, and Obama. Um, in a way, I mean, Biden's obviously, he's lost the moral ground on this. It might be more serious. We don't know yet what the consequences will be. But A, what do you think about the implications for him? But also, what does it mean for Trump, who was obviously very beleaguered on this very issue, but now perhaps not so exposed? Well, a very interesting poll. Again, it's, it's a snapshot. We don't know exactly what it means long term. But an interesting poll came out today by Morning Consult. It's a, it's a fairly well-respected poll in the United States. And Trump, and it was a Republican primary poll, and Trump's favorables, I believe, were 
50%, which was the highest. I mean, I'm talking about overall voters. Um, the highest they've been in a, quite a long time. And he trounces DeSantis by 17 points. Some other polls uh, show DeSantis and Trump very close together, or even in some cases, DeSantis ahead of Trump. So it might be that people are beginning to see that, you know, all the so-called controversies that people think, we got him this time, we mm. got him this time, that this is kind of another one of those. And uh, that in, in tough times, there's still a quite a hardcore group of uh, Republicans in the United States who think that Trump is the only guy to be able to take on the swamp. He knows where the bodies are buried now. Mm. And uh, he, he'll know how to hire people uh, right off the bat and maybe have his priorities straight right off the bat. That's what I'm hearing from a lot of people, but it's way early. I know that sounds like a cop-out, but it really is it mm. really is way early. But I think on this issue, yeah, I'm half expecting you know Biden to find you know some documents in his dog's bed or something at this point. Like, who knows? Who knows? You know, that dog that kept biting people is back in Wilmington. So who knows? Maybe the dog ate the documents. I mean, I, I don't know, know where they're going to turn up next. It could go anywhere. Uh, Laura, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Uh, the Loring Great Wrangles. Great to see you. I'm a big fan. Well, I'm a big fan, I'm a big too. I'm a big fan you know of that. yours. Mutual big fans. All right, back at you. It's great to have you on the show. Hope thank you very soon. much. You're welcome. Well, still with the pack. So, look, just unpack a few things here. First of all, quick take on Madonna. Quentin, I think you've that, heard the evidence for and yeah, against. I, I don't have very strict views on, on um, this Madonna creature, but um, uh, it does strike me that, I mean, she's so old. When she goes on stage, I think the St John's Ambulance Brigade <laughs> need to be crouching in the slips. They could, they could have a busy night. Kate, you raised an interesting question in the commercial break. Yeah. I want to know when you're going to put my body on lockdown. At what age? <laughs> At what age am I banned? I'm trying to give you a specific answer. Well, I think you ought to. 53. Yeah. Why 53? I don't know. I've made it up. But I mean, isn't there a moment when, as Laura rightly said, Women and men. I, I think the same way when I see men prancing around with all their clothes off at the age of 60, 70 on a rock stage, it's, they get too old for it. The stick doesn't work. Women should, like men, grow old with some grace. But why, they? why should? Why should we? Why not? But why should we? Because it's You're the right thing to do to let younger people who have the aesthetic well, ability there are of to show people. it off, there and then we just we show people. less and less as we get older. But why? Well, apart from anything else, the old style, you know, we just lost that Italian beauty. What was her name? Gina Lionel Bridget. Right. And there was a real beauty. Oh, as she got older, less was more. Less was okay, more. but so why is older not beautiful? Because things sag. No, older's beautiful. But you're but saying, just, but hang on, you're saying you when, when you're a, young and you beautiful, I don't mind seeing. You can't be a sex pot in your sixties. But why can't you? She be? doesn't look because bad. But, doesn't... No, but I don't think. But you're right. being disingenuous. You wouldn't prance around like she I'm is. I'm not in making the argument that I would. I'm not suggesting. You asked when your lockdown is. I just told you. Well, I might might change my mind when I'm older. But I'm not saying. I'm saying she has every right to do that. But I'm more interested in why you think because she's an older lady, it's not attractive. I think older men as well. Kevin? Yeah, but you don't pick on older men in the same way, dear Piers. I do, yeah. You don't, you don't, have, a go, you don't have a go at Cliff Richard, Elton John, Paul <laughs> McCartney, all... Cliff doesn't dress have like that. They're all, all, they're all, they're all now, there's a fine figure of a man uh, with your clothes. Oh, 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 no, no, no. I mean, that is... Yeah, I mean, that's you know, a funny, a funny yeah. little twist to that tale. Uh, obviously, that wasn't actually my body. It was a Burger King stunt ad. <laughs> and my, elder, my eldest son was on holiday in Barbados three weeks ago, and a guy came up to him in a bar and said... I'm your father's body double. <laughs> and it was the guy who'd actually done that shoot with Burger King. Yeah. Uh, I never told people it was a fake, obviously, because I looked pretty hot in it, but there we are. Um, on uh, this other issue in the paper today, Quinn, I thought of you when I read it, this issue of cake. 
and how oh, apparently hey. the main problem <laughs> with obesity... the main problem with obesity in Britain is that we eat too much cake yeah. and our colleagues, our work colleagues like these, oh, here we bring go. in yeah. fattening cake oh, and they make us you. eat it against our wishes. Passive smoking. And that is the big oh. problem. It's badder smoking. Oh, Absolutely nonsense. That. This That's is just the, the complete bossy boots of, uh, uh, of, of officialdom coming out and telling us we can't even have office cake nowadays. I just... I think they're completely out of touch uh, with uh, the relaxed nature of the British. Here's the and, thing. Uh, Someone's put a cake in front of me. It's one of my work colleagues. I don't have to eat it. In no. fact, I'm in a new year, new peers mode at the moment. No cake will enter my mouth. It won't last. Uh, but here's the point. It's my choice. <laughs> in the end, the government can say what the hell it likes. Bringing cake in or out of work makes no difference. It's your ability to deny taking a big slab of it and sticking it in your gullet. If you can stop that enough times, you will lose weight. Kate. But I mean, the argument that the argument <laughs> yeah, that she was actually making was that it, I mean, the stats hit two thirds of us are overweight. I mean, that that those well, you're numbers. You're not, are you? So why are you saying us? Because I'm talking about the population. Two thirds of the population in this country are overweight. Yeah. Most kids, when they go to primary school, a lot of but the children problem are is overweight. not people bringing in a birthday cake at work. No, but no, I think the point that she's making, sorry, is no. that it, it, when you talk about people being able to stop eating, actually, for some people, that's really hard. And I, I Kevin, think cake's fine. Kevin, you're shaking your head She didn't say eating cake at work and passive smoking were identical, but she was making a point that thirty thousand people a year die in Britain yeah. uh, with. with Overweight and obesity an issue. Passive smoking is down at ten thousand. Most of that's in the home. So yeah, but you kind of make out. Yeah, but passive actually, smoking is where you're puffing away, and problem. I have to inhale it. Right? Yeah. You're not going to inhale my cake. No, okay, but me eating never, this has no never, impact whatsoever you on you ever. sitting two feet away. You can be tempted. The other thing is, who really gets cake Look, at work? Just, it's the it was wrong to say let them eat cake, and it's wrong to say stop them eating cake. Leave cake out of it. Thank you, Pat. You've been great. Whatever you're up to tonight, keep it uncensored, but not as uncensored as Madonna. If you're Madonna, keep it censored. Good night. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.